Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to become a happier leader. That's nice, isn't it, listeners? We're going to have a nice, positive episode today. Hello, I'm Bill Bannum. I'm your host today. And today we're going to talk about ways to encourage leaders to be happier and the knock-on effects for employee engagement, company culture, and, of course, the bottom line. My guest this time is the fabulous, wonderful Tia Graham, a keynote speaker and the founder over at Arrive at Happy. She's also the author of the new book, Be a Happy Leader. Throughout its pages, strategies and tactics are provided which include the use of positive psychology, having a broad perspective, executing quickly, creating strong relationships, measuring what matters, and being the spark in the team. She has worked with global companies such as Goldman Sachs, Four Seasons, and the American Heart Association to reduce turnover and drive bottom line results. With multiple certifications in neuroscience, positive psychology, leadership coaching, and employee morale, she has supported leaders for five years over at arrive at happy. Tia, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the show today. Bill, I am so excited to be here with you today. Beyond my reintroduction there, why don't you start by introducing yourself a little bit to our listeners? Sure. So my name is Tia Graham. I'm the founder of the company Arrive at Happy, and I am a certified chief happiness officer as well. My background prior to running Arrive at Happy was leading sales and marketing hotels in amazing locations such as Hawaii, New York City, Istanbul, Turkey, and beautiful Los Angeles. I am a a happy Canadian American and the wife and, and mother of two little girls. And with Arrive at Happy, my intention is to partner with organizations and teams and help them flourish and grow by increasing leadership happiness and success as well as creating really, really happy teams so that the teams sell more, are more creative, are more engaged and productive, and that they do their very best work as human beings. Geez, Tia, that sounds like a terrible job. Who'd want to do that? My goodness me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that sounds awesome. Um, Okay, let's start with a big question then. What what does happiness mean to you and how do you try to live a, a mentally and a physically healthy, thriving life? Happiness to me means having a commitment to your own joy and to purpose in your life. It also means accepting that life has peaks and valleys. Humans have over a hundred different emotions. And, you know, the goal is to have more of the pleasant, uplifting, feel good emotions than the painful ones. And it's also about taking care of your your well-being in a, in a holistic way so looking at your spiritual well-being taking care of your physical and your psychological well-being always learning and growing really taking care of your relationships and and having a what i like to say a healthy relationship with all of your emotions but i see it as it's a choice it's something that you continuously have to choose and prioritize and work at. But by doing so, life is is a lot richer, of course. 
you know, from from my end and chatting to you on video before before we did get going today, you just exude confidence and happiness. Um, I would imagine you're you're one of those people when you're when you're at a dinner party that you, everybody gravitates to you and they say, "Oh, she's just a nice person, very positive." What a great attitude to have around you. Um, we're going to delve into some of the lessons in your new book shortly, but can you start by maybe offering a, a broad overview of what it's about and and why you wrote it? Yes, absolutely. So the reason I wrote this book is I became a leader of teams at a very young age. I was thrown into the ocean of leadership at the age of 26 years old. And over 14 years, I led a variety of different teams in different locations. And I always tried to be a positive, optimistic, energetic force for the human beings that I had the pleasure of leading. And through that 14-year leadership career in the hotel industry, I came across all different types of leaders myself. And some of them were very positive and had um, wonderful positive effects on the people around them. And others did the exact opposite, created toxic leaderships where people um, really you know, shrunk and, and did not do their best work. So one, that's one big reason is, is through that I learned a lot and I want, it was, this is sort of a book that I wish someone gave me at the age of 26 years old when I first started leading on the Hawaiian island of Kauai. It also is about, there's a lot of personal stories in the book on how I have continuously come back to happiness and thriving personally. So there's a lot of vulnerable stories and I'd say it's a little bit part biography in that. I take people along my journey, personal and professional journey, to inspire them and motivate them that you can do this, that you can truly thrive, not be super stressed and overwhelmed, and be this incredible human being for your teams. And I include a lot of the research that I have learned over the past five years under the umbrella of the science of happiness and neuroscience and coaching and what I learned about when I went to Denmark and became a chief happiness officer. So it's everything I teach is backed by research so that people, you know, can see, yes, it's my journey. And also here is the proof behind everything I teach. And leaders have a lot of responsibility to, to be a positive effect to the people that they lead. And so it's my eight step methodology and then I want to, to try and inspire and help as many people around the globe as I can with this book. Well, funny you should mention that, Tia, because shortly um, I am going to ask you to talk a little bit about your, your eight steps. But uh, before we get there, I've got a few more questions for you. Uh, your book is geared at leaders, of course. What unique stresses have been placed on leaders since the outbreak of COVID? Oh, my goodness. What unique stresses haven't been placed on leaders? The... The challenge of people either having, you know, teams that fully work from home or navigating the new hybrid world, and then also the challenges that come with having people all come back to an office in this current environment. There's also many challenges with that people are dealing with on a personal level, whether that be children working from home, focusing more on the health and care of old elderly parents in their families, 
there's been a, a lot of conversation around the great resignation. And of course, the media loves to put a negative spin on everything. I also see it as the great hiring as well. And so there is this, this movement that's happening. And it's not just millennials at, at all different levels of people reflecting on what they truly want to do and companies and, and leaders looking at how do we take care of this whole person? How do we take care of this human being and all the different faucets of their life? And how do we create an environment where people can feel like they are contributing to society and to the earth and doing their very best work? And so in addition to all of that, there's the you know continued um, challenge and opportunities of how much technology is a part of every person's life. You know, a lot of the teams I'm working with are looking at how do we help people turn off and disengage so that they're not overwhelmed and constantly checking their Slack because you get a dopamine hit uh, and really creating environments where people can do their best work while they're working and then also have time to step away. And whether that be, you know, time with friends and family or time exercising, uh, you know, being out in nature, et cetera. And so leaders are, have always been facing challenges, but, but there's a lot of unique challenges now. And employees are looking for very specific qualities in a team and in a leader. And, and from what everything I know is that there's less settling that, okay, I'll just stay here because it's a job that people are really reflecting on what do I truly want? Okay. Uh, as I'd like to do sometimes in my show, because because it's my show, so I'm going to do it. Uh, I like to switch up the pace, Tia. Um, so I'm going to challenge you to answer this next one in 60 seconds or less. So here we go. Uh, you, you say it's important for leaders to have clear scientific data to support incorporating the science of happiness into their lives and careers. What people analytics metrics are you talking about here? Yes. So there is scientific data that proves that when leaders are happier, they are more creative and innovative. That this is the broaden and build theory by Dr. Fredrickson. Also, the research shows that leaders and people are more productive, 13% or more productive when they are happier. And there's also Sean Eaker's research of when you're doing business development and, and sales growth, that you are um, more successful, you know, growing your business. So there's a lot more, but those are some key analytics when I'm talking about the science of happiness. She's such a pro listeners. That was about 45 seconds. Oh my goodness me. She can come on again for sure. Okay. And, and I challenge you there because I need to make room. Um, yes, for... absolutely. And tell me if you want all, all of them to be short and quick. <laughs> well, actually, the next one, I'd like you to take a few minutes. And that's because uh, we're going to do a bit of a dive into your eight step methods. Uh, so from team member turnover to stakeholders, high expectations, leading a team within an organization can, can take over your life. In your eight step method, readers will have inspiration, strategies and tools to achieve amazing results here. Maybe you can now take a few minutes and talk about the eight steps. Yes, the steps start with you. And the very first step is start with you. In order to be successful, the leaders have a responsibility to prioritize their happiness and well-being. And in step one, I give my, my 
proven ways that I have done that over the last 20 years. And I know it works because I've lived it myself. There is then also business strategy steps that help leaders be more effective, less overwhelmed and stress and allow them to have a life outside of work and not work 24 seven, because that doesn't create any happy human being. So I teach my strategies and steps on zooming out, having a broad perspective, how to execute brilliantly so that you're very efficient when you're working, how to measure to excel and exactly what to measure and how to build very strong relationships with your team members and create strong, connected family teams so that you stop any unwanted turnover. And then the last few steps are about the leader's energy and how they come to work every day. And it teaches my methodology, my step on how to be a spark in your organization and truly inspire and ignite energy in everyone, as well as mastering your mindset so that you are continuously growing and motivating everyone around you. You talk a lot about um, the practical applications of happiness uh, within sales teams. How can happy employees provide higher return on investments, Tia? So when sales professionals, business development professionals have a positive mindset, they are more creative, creative with their clients and creative on how they're going to grow their accounts and find new accounts. They also, there's this phenomenon called emotional contagion. So your clients, whether it be over the phone, over email, over Zoom, Microsoft Teams, or in person, your clients feel your emotions. And when a salesperson is feeling joyful and excited and proud and happy, they are going to make their clients feel that way. And clients want to be and spend more time with salespeople that make them feel well. So emotional contagion also helps sales. In addition, salespeople will be more productive. They are going to get more done while they are working and constantly be just more effective and um, have that you know time to maybe the salesperson does a run in the morning or goes for a hike before they start their work. And that's going to help them be more energetic and more efficient. Yes, it is. It, it, it sounds simple when you explain it like that to you. Hey, oh, this has been a happy podcast, but now I'm getting sad because we're getting close to the end. We are going to have to get you on again. Um, before I ask you how, how we can get a copy of the book, of course, and how we can learn more about you, let, let's leave our listeners with a couple of practical takeaways. Uh, what, what, are, what are two, maybe you've got three things that leaders can start today to get a place to get to a place where more of their behaviors are increasing happiness and or on a daily basis? Yes. So I'll give three tangible, proven takeaways for the listeners. The first is every single day, remember your meds. Meds are meditation, exercise, healthy diet, and sleep. Everything you do with your body connects to your mind and it is imperative that you take care of your physical body daily to be successful. The second is your intellectual well-being. 
I want everyone listening to think about what they want to learn and how they want to grow over the next six months and dedicate time every single week to learning and growing and becoming a better version of themselves, both personally and professionally. And the third is I want leaders to and, and people listening to remember and this is a key that I talk about in my book, and it's really important, is to remember every day that you are mortal. I want you to live with a sense of awe when you wake up every day and realize that waking up is a gift. You are going to approach your life, your family, and your teams in a much more, um, in a way that is filled with gratitude and presence and passion and purpose so those are my three tips for today love it love it love it love it love it i do try and live my life uh, not as if it's my last day every day is my last day but certainly I'm, i try to live it with gratitude and um and, and appreciation hey tia before we wrap up for today how can our listeners connect with you so maybe that's through linkedin maybe you want to share your email address maybe you're super cool and you're on tiktok i bet you are because you are super cool <laughs> um, also how can they learn more about arrive at happy and how can they get a copy of your new book be a happy leader yes so my website is arrive at happy.com and you can pre-order the book there as well the be a happy leader you can also go to happyleaderbook.com that will take you straight to the book page leaders can and people can connect with me on LinkedIn, as well as Instagram, Arrive at Happy on Instagram. And I also have a YouTube channel. I put out a new video every single Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific. And if you put go to YouTube, Tia Graham, Arrive at Happy. And I'd be excited to connect with, with as many people as possible. Wonderful. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Tia, you delightful, happy, inspirational lady. Thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette. 